This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Conservative boycotts have proven largely ineffective in the past, but Bud Light's attempt to push LGBTQ propaganda on their customers has created a sustained backlash that has tanked the company's profits, and other corporations like Target have taken notice. The retailer has recently come under fire as it gears up for the new American Ramadan, also known as Pride Month, by featuring increasingly controversial LGBTQ-themed merchandise. Along with the now-standard Love is Love gear, Target is offering tuck-friendly bottoms used by transitionists to hide male genitalia while wearing female swimsuits. The swimsuit in question is manufactured by a company called Amphralins, whose designer, Eric Carnell, is an avowed Satanist. Carnell has designed shirts emblazoned with the slogan Satan Respects Pronouns and pins in the shape of a guillotine featuring the phrase homophobe headrest. According to multiple reports, the sudden detention caused Target leadership to hold an emergency meeting this week in hopes of avoiding a Bud Light situation. As I explained in an earlier episode, Anheuser-Busch executives doomed themselves by taking a middle-of-the-road approach to the boycott. Executives trapped themselves between a conservative customer base on one side and the woke mob on the other, hoping to please both. Instead, they found themselves in an inescapable situation where attempting to please either side would be treated as an unacceptable concession by the other. In this no-win scenario, the only thing Bud Light can do is watch their sales plummet and hope the controversy blows over. Target has put itself in a similar situation. The retailer does have a different core customer base than Bud Light, catering to middle- and upper-middle-class suburbanites who don't want to be caught shopping at Walmart. But, like Anheuser-Busch, Target still relies heavily on red state customers to pad its bottom line, and must, at least to some degree, be responsive to their tastes. Target executives are aware of the dynamic that played out in the Bud Light boycott and have no desire to become trapped in the same way, so they devised a different plan for damage control. The company announced that it will be reducing its pride displays and moving them to the back of the store. A statement from the corporation specified that this will be more common in southern states where the backlash is expected to be more severe. To avoid the perception of giving a concession to conservative pressure, however, Target has released a statement blaming volatile circumstances and threats impacting our team members' sense of safety and well-being as the motivation for the decision. No real specifics were given about the nature or source of these alleged threats, but Target made sure to restate its commitment to the LGBTQIA community and dedicate itself to celebrating Pride Month throughout the year. This strategy allows Target to present a head fake where it gives a minor concession to conservatives hoping to satisfy them. At the same time, the company gets to turn to the LGBTQ mob and woke investors with a vague accusation of violence, which allows them to pretend that they're doing this for safety reasons. Target needs to avoid a protracted battle with its customer base, but it also can't be seen as giving deference to the concerns of the deplorables. Framing this as an issue of worker safety allows the company to make minor concessions while reinforcing the violent and dangerous Christian extremism stereotype 
that the media has been investing in for the last few years. And who knows, there may have actually been customers who acted rashly, but this has never been a problem for Target before. Multiple stores belonging to the retail chain were looted or vandalized during the BLM riots of 2020. But far from worrying about the safety and security of their employees, Target doubled down on its support for the rioters. Apparently, concern for employee well-being is entirely dependent on political affiliation. As we get deeper into Pride Month, expect to see a lot more of this approach. Companies and organizations will use the new anti-grooming protections red states have put into place as cover to scale back the excesses of pride displays, which have become increasingly controversial. Make no mistake, this isn't a retreat by woke activists, but instead a turning of the ratchet. Just a few years ago, people were outraged about the very idea of children being at a pride event at all. These events were seen as no-holds-barred Mardi Gras-style celebrations which were explicitly adult in their nature. Now the dialectic has advanced to a discussion on how explicit pride events can get while still being considered child-friendly. Making predictions is always dangerous work, but there seems to be a pretty obvious path that this rhetorical game will take. The Biden administration will use the vague specter of violent backlash, dutifully advanced by the media, of course, as a justification to crack down on any real grassroots opposition to the LGBTQification of every cultural space. This backlash will be linked to white nationalism, which Joe Biden and his administration officials have repeatedly declared the most significant domestic threat to the country. If it strikes you as strange that some really tan neo-Nazis started showing up in the news this month, hopefully that'll help you do the math. The media has also specifically pushed the term Christian nationalism for this reason. They wanted any resistance to wokeness or any suggestion that Christian values have a legitimate role to play in our nation's social norms to be rhetorically linked to fascism. Conservatives remained dormant in the culture war for far too long, but the direct attack on children launched by gender activists has awakened a sleeping giant. Steps are finally being taken by red states to stop this madness, and these legal protections present a threat to progressive hegemony. Our ruling elite need to erode what remains of traditional morality and social structures because they compete with the power of the regime. Corporations and government institutions are eagerly working hand-in-hand -hand to facilitate this hedonistic liquidation of traditional bonds through both legal and cultural means. Individual states creating effective regional barriers to this expansion of power threatens the agenda, and the central government will seek the means to crush it. Corporations like Target will go along, feigning concern for the safety of their employees if that provides them political cover but conservatives shouldn't be dissuaded from continuing to apply pressure. States have every right to protect children from predation. Conservatives have every right not to hand their money to corporations who hate them. If the right can't stand for these basic principles, then it stands for nothing at all. I wanted to go ahead and update you at the end of this. I originally wrote this piece on Thursday, but there has been news over the weekend before I got to make this video. 
According to reporting from the Daily Mail, at least one Target store in Utah was evacuated due to a bomb threat and several other stores were named in the same threatening email. Now the twist here is that the threats did not come from protesters. It did not come from people who were opposing these pride displays or the products being sold inside the Target. Instead, the threat came from people who claimed to be frustrated with the fact that Target had turned its back on the LGBTQ community. So it looks like we did indeed see an escalation, a radicalization, a threat of violence. However, that threat did not come from the community that Target singled out as the reason that it pulled its pride displays. Instead, it came from the very community that they were attempting to please with those pride displays. Now, it looks like canine units were sent to the target in Utah, and luckily no explosive device was found. But an email was received by a local news station, Cleveland 19, that threatened five different target stores in both Ohio and Pennsylvania. Sections of that email read, quote, Target is full of cowards who turn their back on the LGBT community and decided to cater to homophobic right-wing redneck bigots who protested and vandalized their store. We won't stand idly by as the far right continues to hunt us down. We are sending you a message. We placed a bomb in the following targets. We will continue to bomb your targets until you stop cowering and bring back your LGBT merchandise. We will not be erased. We won't go quietly, end quote. Now, who knows what the validity of these messages are? So far, we haven't seen any explosive devices at these locations, and we've seen so many hate hoaxes that I'm very hesitant to place any credence on any of these anonymous emails with no action taken. But of course, it is the contrast here that is so stunning, right? When we got accusations of maybe a pride display getting pulled down by somebody, that was supposed to be very dangerous. That was something that scared employees, made them fear for their safety, made Target take action due to the safety of the employees. But when actual threats of violence are made by the LGBT community, apparently, there's no response. There's no lectures about the safety of of their employees. As I insinuated in the piece, it was always politically motivated. They never really cared about this stuff. They were never really worried about the safety of their employees. They were never taking those actions because of that. They simply wanted to further a story of fiction about right-wing extremism, even though the actual extremism, the actual threats, again, apparently look like they came from the left. And just you watch, we won't hear anything from the FBI or from Joe Biden about the rising domestic terror threat from the LGBTQ community. They'll ignore this just like they ignored the trans shooter in Nashville and the other one who is planning to shoot things up in Colorado Springs. They're going to ignore all of this violence and they're going to continue to further the narrative about Christian intolerance or right-wing violence, even though it's very clear when we look at the evidence here, what's happening they don't care. It's about furthering their political narrative. It was never about being worried about what would happen with violence. It was never about being worried about actual threats to the safety of target employees. It was always about finding an excuse to back out of this and to blame it on a rising tide of right-wing or Christian extremism. The narrative was the point, and they don't actually care because when real bomb threats happen, when actual threats come from the LGBTQ community, it's utter silence. It was never 
ever about the actual safety of these people. It was always about advancing a narrative to avoid the consequences of what they were doing and to ensure that they can use that political narrative as a weapon against those that oppose them. Thanks for watching guys. If you enjoyed this video, go ahead and give it a like. And if you haven't subscribed yet, now is a great time to do so. If you would like to get these broadcasts as podcasts, make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to the Oren McIntyre show on your favorite podcast platform. And when you do, if you leave a rating or a review, that really helps with all the algorithm magic. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter or Gab or Substack, if you'd like to watch these videos on Rumble or Odyssey, the links to do all of that are down below in the description. And of course, if you want to read any of my articles or watch any of these shows, you can catch them over at The Blaze. Thanks for watching, guys, and as always, I'll talk to you next time.